Paycom has something to say about payroll. When it isn't right, a lot can go wrong. And it's the employee who ends up suffering the most. After all, their livelihood depends on an accurate paycheck every time. And when they don't get that, they're placed in a tight financial spot, leading to insufficient funds, overdraft fees, missed payments, and other nightmares. Not to mention a lack of confidence and trust in their employer. With Betty, new from Paycom, employees do their own payroll. That means they gain full visibility into their paychecks and can resolve any issues and approve their checks before payroll is processed instead of after for greater accuracy and peace of mind. And best of all, they get a perfect paycheck every time. The future of payroll is here. Learn more at paycom.com slash Betty. That's paycom.com slash B-E-T-I. Ready for payroll that's pain-free because it's perfect every time? Where employee nightmares like insufficient funds, overdraft fees, and missed payments could become a thing of the past? Then you're ready for Betty. With Betty, new from Paycom, employees do their own payroll, giving them greater paycheck insight and the ability to resolve issues before payroll submission for greater accuracy and peace of mind. Learn more at paycom.com slash Betty. That's paycom.com slash B-E-T-I. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Oh, man. <laughs> Just perfect timing for the... Uh, yes. Well, sometimes things break, and what can you do? Uh, I'm your host, Michael Strange. This is Troubled Minds News. This is the show where the conspiracy is the news, and uh, that means quite a lot of things. That means uh, many things in terms of uh, the news cycles, in terms of uh, what's really going on in the world, because uh, <laughs> increasingly we're living in the, the, the 1984 world of George Orwell, aren't we? Like all of the crazy... Uh, stuff that's happening with um, censorship and uh, constant war and then uh, crossing the party and becoming an enemy of the state. And <laughs> I mean, holy shit, like literally you, you just can't make this stuff up, right? It's like, uh, like, the, like the, uh, sort of how the meme goes, right? Uh, oh, by the way, uh, 1984 wasn't supposed to be a playbook, right? It wasn't supposed to be a playbook. All right, let's see if that works. That's better. All right, that's better. Uh, a little bit of hair issues, but that's all right. What's going on, guys? Hope everybody's well. Uh, we got a new thing 
thing here. We gotta let's do the new thing. How about the new thing like that? A little bit of the newsroom action going on behind me. What's happening? Yeah. So uh, so basically, this is uh, Troubled Minds News. I'm Michael Strange. This is the show where the conspiracy is the news, and uh, we talk about propaganda. We talk about all the things that um, basically make news cycles a bunch of BS. And uh, that's what's up. That's what's going on. And as always, right as part of the transparency process, I'll er- always share my links where I get this information from. And so it's not just a sort of how the mainstream media reads the news, right? Them reading the news is is part of this idea of... Um, brainwash, right? Like I said, repetition, brainwashing, that whole bit, sort of omitting uh, key facts to, to make you believe this or that or the other thing. Well, this this is not just that sort of reading the news. It's also citing the sources and saying, look where this stuff's coming from. And there's a whole bunch of other weirdness, right? So that's what this is about. It's not just the news as, uh, as you would expect because, well, anyway, you guys already know if you're here and uh, you've been part of this, well, you already know. So, all right, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's get straight to... Uh, uh, this here, this is um, this is from uh, Bloomberg. And uh, speaking of weirdness happening in the world, check this out. Samsung's song Samsung before we do that 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 click the discord link at troubledminds.org the website is back up Uh, it was nothing nefarious it was not a billing issue Uh, they had a server fail um, so uh, with the the web host so that's the way it goes Uh, the website broke but it is back so uh, troubledminds.org click the discord link all right let's get to uh, let's get here all right uh, Samsung said uh, I, I did it again Samsung <clears throat> let's do this me 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 Samsung says hackers breached company data galaxy source and uh, galaxy source code some hacking group uh, the same hack it's like I can't do this <laughs> what's going on it's Monday I guess it's Monday here we go slow down Mike breathe everything's everything's gonna be okay it's the world war three it's getting to me I tell you all right one more time from the let's take it from the top Samsung says hackers breached company data and galaxy source code Uh oh that's uh that's a problem right samsung electronics company suffered a cybersecurity breach that exposed internal company data including source code for the operation of its galaxy smartphones the company said on monday the statement came after a claim over the weekend they that Lapsus dollar sign, that'd be L-A-P-S-U-S, a dollar symbol. A hacking group that stole proprietary information from NVIDIA's networks had gained access to Samsung data. The Korean electronic giant did not identify the attackers who compromised its systems. Uh, measures to prevent further breaches have been put in place, a spokesperson said via text message. And customers' personal data were not affected. You, you, you know how um, the, the customers' personal data are never affected you notice how they always say that or they say it was minimized and you know they didn't get the uh you know the things they were looking for these hackers uh you know it's a bunch of pr it's just a bunch of pr is what it is a bunch of bs i guess you could say is, is the other way to put it is that uh, you never really know how much they got until this starts leaking on the web and it is interesting that i didn't pull the article up itself here but uh, the if this is the same group that uh, that actually compromised the Nvidia systems that just happened uh, again just several days ago last week. Uh, it, it is strange because they uh, so what they did is they hacked N- Nvidia right, which is a um, uh, they're known uh, best known for making their um, video cards. Okay, and the, the weird thing about it is be, becoming that uh, you can mine Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies with video cards. So it's, it's sort of a shot the price of these things 
everything's up super high. So it's it's tough to get a nice video card. I was lucky. I got one. I kind of got one from a, a friend of mine had one and were able to get me one uh, because he had two, right? So he, he signed up and got some lottery or some brother and got two. Uh, something like this. I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly how it works, but you, basically the price is shot up like crazy and something or other. I don't know. Uh, so, but what they were doing in the terms of the NVIDIA stuff is they didn't want money. They didn't say, send send us money and we'll give you your, your proprietary information back. They said, uh, what you can do is uh, unlock it so we can uh, mine Bitcoin better is what they wanted. It's like, what? Like, this is this is the world we live in, right? Like, it, shit is so upside down. It's like they don't even want money. They just want their, uh, they, they want uh, open source and uh, better Bitcoin mining, right? It's it's it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, anyway, that's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. Let's continue, shall we? Oh, I didn't link that one. Let's link that one. All right, there we go. Hope everybody's well. Happy Monday. Now that uh, now that I'm actually speaking, uh, see, usually I'm I'm always talking in my head, you know, like sort of that that uh, uh, speaking to myself sort of thing. But um, yeah, <laughs> once you once you actually have to start opening your mouth and like enunciating words. It's hard. <laughs> Here we go from the Daily Mail. Richard Branson, age 71, is sued after deliberately sending faulty rockets to space, lawsuit claims. Ooh, ouch. Uh, Sir Richard Branson knowingly sent defective passenger rockets into space. A lawsuit by Virgin Galactic shareholders claims. Ooh, by the shareholders even. That's worse. Now, the 71-year-old is accused of concealing his spaceship's problems and selling off $346 million worth of company shares while the stock price was artificially inflated. It is claimed in legal documents that the prototype designs for Virgin Galactic's Unity spacecraft and the EVE mothership used uh, used to launch it into space were severely flawed and nowhere near flight-worthy. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. That seems bad. Doesn't that seem bad? Uh, so, in fact, quote, in fact, the prototypes were not meant to be taken into the air, the documents claim. Oh, so this is what the space race is about. It's about cooking the books and pumping up the stock price and then dumping and running like crazy, right? Oh, well, now they're suing him. So uh, here we go. Rather, they were meant to provide a starting design point for the company to create its own commercial-grade vehicle that was safe and flight-worthy. Two things Eve and Unity certainly were not. And that's the... <laughs> that's the... That's the uh, well, yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, the lawsuit also alleges that the spacecraft were not designed for commercial purposes, had uh, cracks develop after every flight and lacked appropriately scheduled maintenance. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Had cracks develop after every flight. <laughs> what in the world is going on with this? If this is even remotely true, this is terrifying because yes. Um, it also accuses the company of a cover-up when VSS Unity was severely damaged during a test flight in February of 2019. And it claims, quote, the entire crew was almost killed due to a mechanical issue caused by human error. But this went undisclosed at the time. A mid-flight disaster in October 2014 destroyed the company's first spaceship, VSS Enterprise, killing its co-pilot and severely injuring the pilot and this of course ladies and gentlemen is why we cannot have nice things and um yeah yeah you tell me this is um is this a perfect classic case of uh, a pump and dump uh <laughs> we're, we're going to space guys and uh make a bunch of fake shit that doesn't really work and then the, the stock price goes up and then you sell it and then that's that right 
Yeah, I don't know. You tell me. A little bit crazy here. Uh, uh, this is the guy, Richard Branson, of course, of Virgin Galactic, right? This is the guy that's uh, made a bunch of money back in the day with, uh, was it Mariah Carey or something? Something like that with uh, Virgin Records. I don't know. Anyway. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. And the website is back up. It was a server server issue. Everything's back. Everything's back. All right. Let's continue, shall we? Let's go to uh, let's go to this. And I see this political stuff, and I just, like, smash my forehead, right, and want to punch myself in the face. Look at this. This is from uh, actual uh, Yahoo News. Yahoo News. Yeah, that's right. There's they're still there's there's still a thing. Um, listen to this, and, and, and I'm going to ask you if this makes any sense. <laughs> Pump and dump. What's that, Trey? Sounds like a bad prom night story. Yeah, right. Um, former National Security Advisor John Bolton says Putin was waiting for Trump to withdraw the United States from NATO in his second term, right? And this is how like petty these these like grown grown. <sighs> You can't even say they're grown adults. These grown children are, right? This is this is pettiness to its extreme. Now, John Bolton, of course, a famous warmonger, by the way, uh, said this. Now, now, does this make any sense to you? Former National Security Advisor John Bolton said Putin was waiting for Trump to withdraw the U.S. from NATO. He previously warned that Trump would have withdrawn from the alliance if he'd won a second term. Bolton said Trump's main interest in Ukraine was trying to find Hillary Clinton's computer server. What? <laughs> like, like, okay. All right. So, so uh, when I saw this headline, it was more just like wanting to punch myself in the face. All right. That's number one. Number two. So if Vladimir Putin was waiting for Trump's second term to withdraw from NATO so he could do exactly what? Exactly what? Exactly like he's done? Invade Ukraine? You see, like these children make no damn sense. And again, not defending the orange man and with the orange man bad and all the rest of that. He did have some things he was correct on, like everybody's correct about some things and everybody hated him. And I get it. But look, like you, you at least make like a decent argument. OK, a decent argument, because this is not OK. So he, Vladimir Putin was waiting for Trump to withdraw from NATO in his second term so he could do what? What? He did it anyway. Like you, you, you see, like at least at least pack some logic. Please pack some logic in what you're trying to claim here. Please, please, John Bolton, the walrus with the walrus mustache, get out of here, bro. Get out of here, bro. You, you people are like children. It's embarrassing. All right, here we go. Uh, let's go to this. Let's go to uh, what is this? San Francisco Chronicle. Oh yeah, uh, this is uh, this is news uh, for people who never got COVID. What are the odds they never will? <laughs> here's, here's what experts say. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, as pandemic, re- I'm just going to read straight from the article. As pandemic restrictions ease, some of the estimated 57% of Americans who have not yet contracted the virus may be wondering, if I start to live more like normal, going mask-free at restaurants, shopping, and even parties, what are the odds that I will never get COVID-19? <laughs> Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recently estimated that around 43% of people in the U.S., or about 140 million people, have been infected with 
the coronavirus, which leaves almost 60% never having had it. The estimate counts one per, uh, each person once, so some of the more than 140 million Americans estimated to have had COVID may have been affected more than once. Infected more than once. Okay. Uh, well, during the Omicron surge, uh, expects uh, what, oh, experts, God, I can't read, and public health officials cautioned that the highly contagious variant would infect many people. They don't think uh, ending up with the virus is inevitable, at least in the near future. But they say it's going to require a fine balance as we tr- transition into the endemic stage of COVID-19. Quote, uh, the quotes, from my perspective, no, it's not inevitable. Over the next year or two, said UCSF Chair of Medicine, Dr. Bob Wachter, who also hasn't gotten COVID yet. Wouldn't you know? He said when case rates are low, as they are now in the Bay Area, the roughly 60% of the population that has not had COVID is unlikely to get it, since they won't be exposed very much. Oh, oh, all right. I see. I mean... Do I? <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. I'm seriously confused, but that's okay. That's that's my normal state of just the way things are. So anyway, what do you think? What is this? Like, Does this make any damn sense to you? It doesn't make any damn... Nothing makes any sense to me anymore because it just seems like... Eh, eh. <laughs> Why? Uh, 702-957-1037. Uh, Click the Discord link at troubleminds.org. What's up? I'm watching the phone lines, watching the uh, the, the Discord chat. Uh, just, uh, yeah, pop on in here and say hi. What are your comments on this or anything else as we do our thing? And uh, let's take a quick break and get a word from our sponsor, which, of course, is you. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. 
Okay. All right. Welcome back to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Mike Strange. Let's roll it. We got this. This is from Fox Business. And Fox Business says this. Mm-hmm. U.S. natural gas companies targeted by hackers before Ukraine invasion, per a report. Oh, that's interesting. That's, hmm. I wonder if this whole uh, fuel situation with $7 gas is um, in California, because that's real and happening. Uh, if it's, if this was part of, part of a larger plan, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist per se. You know, it's just like, uh, I kind of like to defend free speech and uh, speculating into things outside of the party line. Well, uh, if you want to call that a conspiracy theorist, fine. Uh, I don't. I just think that uh, able uh, to think for yourself is an important thing. And so let's take a look at this. Hackers infiltrated computers belonging to current and former employees at nearly two dozen major natural gas suppliers just before Russia invaded Ukraine, according to a new report. Hmm. Interesting. In the two weeks leading up to the Russian invasion last month, a cyber attack targeted 21 companies involved with the production of LNG, liquefied natural gas, including California-based Chevron and Houston-based Chenier Energy, Bloomberg reported. In those two weeks, hackers gained access to more than 100 computers belonging to current and former employees of those companies. And yep, the operation was the first stage in an effort to destabilize the energy industry. Uh, Resecurity CEO Gene Yu, whose company discovered the attack, told Bloomberg, oh, so you mean this was this was planned all along, meaning that uh, as part of this invasion into Ukraine, Vladimir Putin had a team of hackers basically uh, set us up because knowing that uh, if these sanctions would come, as they're saying, and uh, as you guys have probably heard quite a bit if you're watching the news, that Germany is completely dependent on Russian oil, that uh, even with the sanctions happening, and Germany not able to turn off like their 70% of their entire energy grid that they're buying from Russia on a daily basis. Well, even without the uh, sanctions and uh, all the extra, you know, individuals buying oil from Russia, what ended up happening is uh, they squeezed the energy output, uh, well, and uh, pumped up the price. So it doesn't quite matter if you're getting the volume, right, as long as the price is triple what it was. So, hmm. It seems like this was very well planned. And again, well, if, if you want to think in terms of conspiracies and whatnot, well, is this a conspiracy or is this just whatever this is? I have no idea. You tell me. Uh, 702-957-1037. Let's get off of this rock and let's go somewhere else. Let's go to... Uh Yeah, how about uh, Gizmodo? Let's go to Gizmodo and look at this. A Mars rock appears to be stuck in Perseverance rover's wheel. Oh, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Look at that. Look at that picture. That's a big old rock. That looks pretty large, right? Like, come on, that's 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 nuts. Anyway, uh, an image captured by Perseverance onboard Front Left Hazard Avoidance Camera, or HASCAM for short, because why not, shows the interloper sitting on the interior of a wheel. The rover must have kicked up the rock while exploring Jezero Crater, where it's been operating since it landed on Mars in February of 2021. The picture was taken on February 25th, 2022, but a similar image taken five days later showed the rock still firmly in place. The stone, it would appear, here is now a stubborn fixture of the 2.2 billion dollar rover 
<laughs> Ever had a rock in your shoe? Now, it is not known when the rock managed to hop aboard, but sleuthing by CNET reporter Amanda Kuzer suggests it's been there since at least February 6, 2021. And there you go. What do you think about that? Uh, how much How much does this thing cost? Uh, $2.2 billion. And uh, you got a rock in your tread. You got a rock in your tread, bro. It's not good. This is not a good thing. And uh, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe the Martians will come by and you know wedge it out for us, like they clean off the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the actual um, uh, solar panels that get covered with Martian dust. Right? They they're they're like covered one day, and then the next day they're like perfectly cleaned off. It's weird. It's super weird. Anyway, uh, so the rock appears to be a cosmetic annoyance and not anything that's currently hindering the rover's progress. At least we hope. I reached out to NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory to confirm that the rock isn't currently posing a problem and will update this article should I hear back. And again, this is the individual speaking, George Dvorsky, uh, actually wrote this today. Uh, Dvorsky? Anyway, uh, this is today at 1130 a.m. So the Perseverance's 20.7-inch wide wheels are able to withstand this unexpected intrusion. It's not a huge surprise. Uh, The rover was fitted with upgraded wheels to prevent wear and tear seen on NASA's Curiosity rover. Each aluminum wheel is fitted with 48 cleats to imp- that improve traction and curved titanium spokes that provide bouncy support. The upgraded wheels are also narrower with a thicker and more robust tread thread. Sorry, thread as Morton B. Morton Bo Madsen. I'm going to name myself that one of these days, Morton Bo Madsen. That's awesome. A Mars 2020 project scientist and astrophysicist at the Niels Bohr Institute told Gizmodo in 2020. Anyway, there you go. Talk about a rock in your shoe. Uh, Unfortunate in this case. Hopefully it doesn't hinder the progress because I want to know what's on Mars. I want them to find the animals, damn it. Will they find the critters? Find the critters on Mars. Uh, Speaking of space, let's stay in space for a little bit. How's everybody doing today? Happy Monday. Like I said, Monday's not a bad day. Monday's a fine day. It's much like any other day. It's your job that sucks. Uh, just saying. Uh, it's, it, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, don't let the Monday get you down. How about that? Don't let the Monday get you down. What's going on? Uh, Robert says, hope your troubled minds news briefs become a regular thing, Mike. I really like the two you did over the weekend. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, working on a new format, as you can tell, and uh, got some other stuff. I've got some already recorded. I just got to edit them up. And um, actually, they're edited. I just have to upload and uh, put a thumbnail and stuff. So there's more stuff coming like that. And uh, yeah, why not, right? Do you like the, the new digs, the little uh, news, breaking news? We have breaking news. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's go to this. Let's go to fizz.org. What's going on, guys? Uh, James says, I think I would think that kind of thing is inevitable the longer something like that moves around. Sad, but not surprising. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't really uh, break anything. That would, that would be nice. That would be nice. All right, fizz.org says this. Now, this is stuff we talk about quite often on Troubled Minds, is that um, there's a, a little bit of weirdness to uh, how much the the ancients knew about um, astronomy, right? And uh, about the cosmos. And this is, again, from March 7th. It's today. How did ancient civilizations make sense of the cosmos? And what did they get right? Ah, yes. Let's see. Uh, this is, again, talking about the Antikythera mechanism and how it was uh, in the spring of 1900. They, they found these um, Greek sponge divers, um, pulled this thing up out of the bottom of the ocean. And it was... Um, 
Let's see. Among, among the finds were bronze and marble statues, fine jewelry and glassware, and most exciting of all, a startlingly complex cosmological calculator, the Antikythera Mechanism, the world's large, uh, oldest analog computer and one of the most remarkable scientific objects of, of antiquity ever found. This mechanical model of the solar system is thought to date between the 3rd and 1st centuries B.C. Now fractured into 82 fragments, there is surviving evidence of 30 bronze gears. However, researchers believe this highly sophisticated device originally included at least 69 intricately engineered meshing gears that enabled the ancient Greeks to track the phases of the moon and the positions of the planets, and even to predict the timing of lunar eclipses decades in advance. Now, what in the hell is going on with this? So again, right, we're talking about, um, you know, Galileo and um, Copernicus and these guys that supposedly, you know, uh, turned turned the world on its head with the uh, moving from the heliocentric or from the from the Earth centric view, viewpoint of the universe to the heliocentric where we actually revolve around the sun instead of the universe revolving around us as Earth. Right. That whole bit. Uh, but this is like a thousand years before that or fifteen hundred years. I mean, this is insane that uh, they knew a long time. And we talk about this stuff a lot, right? And that, uh, like Graham Hancock says, that we are we are a species with amnesia. And this would suggest entirely to be the case because if they knew all this stuff way back when, then, well, this whole, uh, you know, uh, Galileo and Copernicus and the rest of this stuff seems to be old hat. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, they were persecuted as like witches and whatnot. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, so let's see. The, uh, the Antikythera mecha- mechanism can be considered a stunning embodiment of the ancient Greeks' impressive grasp of astronomy. It drew heavily upon the, the learning of a much earlier civilization and its use of the 19 lunisolar cycle. Quote, the device exemplifies a terrific achievement of synthesis in incorporating complex bodies of observational and theoretical knowledge, much of it deriving ultimately from the Babylonian tradition. Now, Babylonian, for crying out loud, and long preceding Greek interests in astronomy, says USC uh, Dornsife's Lucas Hirschenroder, holy moly, uh, associate professor of teaching of classics, uh, considered the world's first known astronomers, the ancient Babylonians were avid stargazers. Okay, we're talking 6,000 years ago now. I mean, this is wild stuff, right? I just wanted to point out that, uh, well, hey, where are we? Uh, we seem to have forgotten a lot of things. And uh, there it is. <laughs> uh, I also like the Walter Cronkite mustache it gives you the most trusted newsman in America vibe. Do you have a mustache? I guess I guess when you uh, uh, make myself bigger on the screen, you can see more of my weirdness. Oh yeah, I guess I do. Oh damn, that is a good-looking young man. All right, uh, let's continue, shall we? I'm just kidding. I mean, only half kidding. Let's go to uh, let's go to CNN. Uh, CNN, of course, the most tru- the most trusted source in news. Uh, and CNN reports this. Oh yeah, uh, boy. Um, like everything, we have this situation with uh, the Russia stuff and everybody acting. Remember, remember for four years it was um, Russia, Russia, Russia with Trump. Everybody's like Russia, 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 and now like you know now it's still like actually russia 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 <laughs> uh, never ends but stoli vodka announces rebrand anybody ever had this stoli vodka yeah stoli vodka uh, it's this uh, the maker of Stoliknaya vodka announced a major rebrand friday in direct response to its founder's vehement position vehement vehement i guess against the putin regime and the russian invasion of ukraine the vodka famously marketed as russian will now be sold and marketed simply as stoli the company said in a statement stoli group's founder russian-born
Bitcoin billionaire Yuri Scheffler was exiled from that nation in 2000 because of his opposition to Putin. The liquor has strong been marketed as Russian vodka, but its production facilities have been in Latvia since that year. Stoli Group is a unit of Luxembourg-based SPI Group. There you go. Earlier this week, Stoli Group announced it would only use Slovakian sources to make sure that none of its ingredients are sourced from Russia. Officials in states from Ohio to New Hampshire have called on liquor stores to remove Russian-made or Russian-branded products from their shelves, which in most cases means vodka. Hmm. Uh, apparently, it's not a stereotype that Russians drink a lot of vodka. <laughs> Some bar owners have even dumped out Stoli vodka in protest. Oh, what a waste. I can't really drink this stuff anymore. I'm too old for this crap. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Stoliknaya? Stolik, I think that's how you say it. But uh, to be perfectly honest, I've never actually said that full name out loud anyway. Because <laughs> I've always called it Stoli. <laughs> Stoli vodka. Uh, so I don't know. You tell me. Too much. I mean, like like at some point, like I said, uh, if you want to do something, there, there are ways to send money to Ukraine, right? And not just buying bullets. If you're a pacifist, fine. There are still ways to help. You can buy food and medicine and things like this and send it to the people that need it over there. There are ways to help, right? But pouring out vodka? Mm, I'm not so sure that's a... That helps much of anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, what do I know, though? What do I know? I'm just a, a knucklehead on the Internet with a microphone. That's that. Uh, so I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that uh, this whole idea, uh, it, it drives me a little bit nuts. I saw this thread on Twitter, by the way. I didn't pull it up because it didn't I didn't dawn on me to match it up with this story here. But in uh, in in terms of, you know, punishing the Russian people for what uh, Putin is doing and what their military is doing, you know, it seems short-sighted at some point, right? I mean, I get you got to put some pressure to make people stop horrific things and horrific things are happening. But one person said that, hey, I'm a Twitch streamer and, uh, you know, they, they're a Twitch partner. And so they got it's their only source of income. And PayPal has been shut down in Russia now. Twitch has stopped paying out uh, their their, you know, monetary stuff to people in Russia. So they're like, you know, thanks a lot. You know, my like my only actual uh, revenue stream has been completely cut off because of something I had nothing to do with. Right. Th- thanks very much, world. Uh, good looking out. Right. And he's completely right. He's completely right. Like at some point, you can't punish the people because look, the MasterCard, Visa have backed out. They've shut down the banks. Like it's ugly. It's ugly out there. But what's actually happening with who's who's taking the brunt of this, right? The Putin's still in his bunker with all his food and all his nukes or whatever the hell's going on over there. But now it's people, right? The, the economy is collapsing and these like it's going to be riots over there soon. They're already arresting people and it, it's ugly. It's ugly. But but anyway, do, do you think it's too much? Do you think at some point it's like, hey, you know, like let's lay off the Russian people and do something to, to the military, do something to Putin, do something, right? I don't know. I don't know what those answers are. I know it's a very sticky situation right now, especially in light of some of the information over the weekend with uh, maybe Putin being uh, uh, mentally compromised somehow. But but I don't know. You, you tell me. Like I said, I'm just one guy. I don't I don't have answers here. But uh, do you think just pouring out vodka and changing names is going to do anything? I've always called it Stoli. Have you ever called it Stoliknaya? I haven't. <laughs> so literally nothing changes here. 
I don't know, other than perception, right? Perce- oh, perception. Got to love that perception. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the website. It's back up, and uh, everything's good. And it wasn't what I thought it was. They had a server problem, and, well, it's fixed now. So there you go. And uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break and get a word from our sponsor, which, of course, is you. Be right back. More Troubled Minds news with Michael Strange on the way. Okay, welcome back to Troubled Binds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and let's keep on trucking, shall we? There's more here. There's always more. Let's go to uh, sci-fi.com, one of my favorites, Stauliknaya. Okay, like I said, I've never said it in my life until today. Literally until today. I've always called it Stoli. (laughs) Always called it Stoli. Anyway, uh, let's uh, look at this. Uh, It might be like the Matrix inside a black hole. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Uh, the subheadline, this is amazing. This is written by Elizabeth Rain. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the physics rabbit hole goes. Yes. Whatever is deep inside of a black hole remains in the dark, but there may be a way to at least predict the unmentionable things in its bowels. Yeah. It is impossible to see inside black holes. Any spacecraft would be instantly crushed by the gravity, etc. Even the most powerful telescopes cannot see what lies behind the event horizon. We all know this. The only way to shed light on something from which light cannot escape is theoretically. But there are issues when theories collide. New physicist Enrico Rinaldi of the University of Michigan, who led a study recently published in PRX Quantum, has figured out how to possibly do this in a way that is kind of like the Matrix. Oh, all right. Nice. Before you can imagine an extension of the Matrix universe inside a black hole, you need to understand holographic duality. Oh, yes. See, now we're talking. Aren't you glad you showed up today, guys? Monday's not as bad as it seems. We're talking about holographic duality. There is only space-time, it says. Gravity warps space and time in Einstein's general theory of general relativity. No particles. Inversely, there are only particles and no gravity in the standard model of particle physics. Holographic duality tries to equalize these theories, meaning gravity translates into particles and vice versa. Objects in either theory may be called different things, but in the end, they are the same. X equals Y. Now, enter the matrix quote if you have a quantum matrix model that is a dual to a gravity theory where you can have black holes and can solve the matrix model and compute several properties of the matrices then holographic duality tells you how to translate these properties of matrices into properties of black holes Renati told sci-fi wire all right you following you following I'm not. I'm not. This is smarter than me. Quantum matrix models represent particle theory. Black holes exist in gravity theory. Therefore, it makes sense that if particle theory and gravity theory are the same, then particles in a matrix model can give more insight into the gravity of a black hole. This is where it starts to get almost sci-fi. Objects in the models Rinaldi and his research team used are represented through the lens of string theory. Oh, yeah. This, I, love this. I love that string theory, right? Is there another version of Michael Strange out there that it's uh, maybe on CNN right now reading uh, propaganda. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Who the hell knows? Uh, string theory also tries to unify general relativity and quantum physics. Okay, cool. Okay, anyway, uh, there's more to this. Matrix models, black holes, you tell me. Itch, you put the itch in story. 
I just say Stoli. <laughs> I just say Stoli. 702-957-1037. I'm not watching the phone line, so sorry if somebody called. Let me check. All right, we're good. Nice and clear. Um, uh, click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. Let's continue, shall we? Let's go back to space. ScienceAlert.com says this. ScienceAlert.com. Uh, let's go here. Um, giant bubbles expanding from the Milky Way could be explained by a single event. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Two sets of giant bubbles. This is from March 7th. Two sets of giant bubbles that extend thousands of light years above and below the plane of the Milky Way could have been produced by the same event in spite of their significant difference in size. Uh-oh. Uh, they're called the Fermi bubbles and the E. Rosita bubbles, E-R-O-S-I-T-A, and astronomers believe they were the result of activity by the supermassive black hole in the center of the Milky Way, Sagittarius A. Since one set of bubbles is much bigger than the other, it hasn't been clear if they were produced at the same time or by separate events. The Fermi bubbles detected in 2010 and filled with hot gas and magnetic fields that emit gamma radiation extend 9 kiloparsecs. That would be a mere 29,354 light years above and below the galactic plane for its total size of 18 kiloparsecs. So hot. Kiloparsecs. They also have a microwave counterpart referred to as a microwave haze. Anyway, the Erosita bubbles, um, let's see, uh, emitting X-ray radiation extend around uh, 44,000 light years in either direction from the galactic center for a total of 28. uh, There you go. At that size, they engulfed the Fermi Fermi bubbles entirely. Okay, so anyway, uh, point being is that... uh, uh, a team of astronomers, let's see, use numerical simulations to narrow down the supermassive black hole activity. That could produce the bubbles as we see them. Choosing from two possible phenomena, giant winds blowing from Sagittarius A or astrophysical jets. The researchers found that astrophysical jets are more plausible. All right. That's fine, right? That's totally good. What's going on, James? Physics and science time are all way above my head. There's some amazing people that call into the show and talk about these things, and I listen and get a little bit here and there. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of follow the basics. I know a lot about, I know a little bit about a lot of things, but I don't know a lot about a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? So what can you do? Uh, that's why uh, That's why we have help, help from amazing people like you. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link, troubledminds.org. Where are we at? Uh, yeah, there you go. There, there, there's our detractors, James. Ah, these guys just tell ghost stories on the internet. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Let's go to uh, this. uh, Speaking of this, speaking of uh, crazy stuff going on in the world around us, uh, Elon Musk. Ah, Elon Musk. Uh, You know what? I I have to say, Elon Musk seems to be a smart dude. And uh, yeah, he he says this. uh, This is from Gizmodo.com. Elon Musk pledges Starlink support for Ukrainian internet. Won't block Russian news sources. Hey, how about that? He didn't lose his damn mind and like all this dumping out vodka and sanctioning Twitch streamers in Russia and shit like this, right? He's not saying that. You know why? You know why? Because he's very much like me what you would call a free speech purist. And I've been attacked in the, in, a, in the past for that, for being a free speech purist, because they're like, oh, then you, you want people to say racist things, don't you, Mike? No. I don't. I think it's ignorant. I think it's like grotesquely irresponsible. And uh, one of the things that we should really just get rid of in humanity, right? Bigotry and ignorance. However, however, right? The second you see what a slippery slope it is, once you start censoring things, censoring ugly ideas, well, you can do that. But then suddenly the political winds change and the ugly idea is us just talking about stuff. 
right? And so it's 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 a it's a very very powerful thing once you start censoring speech in any capacity. And no, I don't want people chanting terrible things, right? I don't. But however, at some point, once you start chopping out all those little things that are known as objectionable speech, what happens, right? You chop all that out, the, the the rogue elements go underground and, you know, start plotting and is in secret and all the rest of this crap goes on. But then also the next thing is they start shutting us down for not even saying terrible things just for questioning the party line. You see, it's completely dangerous. And, pe- and people that don't get it and actually advocate for more censorship to me, like they are literally begging for a boot on their neck and they don't know it. They just don't know it. It's unbelievable. But anyway, back to Elon Musk. His burgeoning satellite internet service, Starlink, may have found its newest customer base. Disconnected Ukrainians forced offline amidst the fog of war. Over the weekend, Ukrainian president-turned-social media phenom Volodymyr Zelensky took to Twitter confirming a new batch of Starlink's Starlink terminals were set to arrive in the war-battered country sometime this week. In the tweet, Zelensky personally thanked Musk and said the new terminals would work towards providing internet access in destroyed cities. And that's pretty amazing, right? That's uh, the technology. Like uh, I, I've I've personally uh, criticized Elon Musk for his, um, you know, for for polluting the sky. But look, I mean, in situations like this, if there was no Starlink, they could be completely cut off from the outside world, and in some cases, that could be life or death. So, well, which is it, right? You take the good with the bad, right? So this is the tweet talked to at Elon Musk. This is from Zelensky. I'm grateful to him for supporting Ukraine with words and deeds. Next week, we will receive another batch of Starlink systems for destroyed cities, discussed possible space projects. But I'll talk about this after the war. See? Hmm. Interesting, this guy. The most interesting man in Ukraine, for sure. Uh, SpaceX started ratcheting up its efforts in Ukraine about two weeks ago following a public plea. And so so anyway, point being is that uh, Elon Musk has said, hey, I'm not going to do this. I am not going to actually uh, set this up where I'm, I'm, I'm making censorship calls with my technology. And so go ahead run the Russian propaganda. I'm not going to block it. We could, but I'm not going to because we have to see their side of the story, too. Okay, and that makes sense to me, even if it's garbage, even if it's, you know, like, uh, you know, baseless in many ways. Let's see what they have to say. I I think that's reasonable. Right. If you allow one side of propaganda, shouldn't you allow the other? And if you don't, well, then shut it all down. And then we have a bigger problem, don't we? So I don't know. What do you think? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubleminds.org, and we'll put you on the show. Easy peasy as that. What else do we got? What else do we got in the chat? How's everybody doing? Uh, Let's see. Um... What's up? Dre says, isn't that the point of affecting the population for them to wind up pressuring their president to stop his insanity? Yes, that's true uh, regarding Putin. But I think you have to be able to get through to the dude. I mean, we can't even get through to our like, you know, local representatives. Like how how the hell could we ever get through to like Joe Biden? You know what I mean? Like the, the dude who can't tie his shoes. Right. Like he's not hearing anything. So I don't know. And, and Putin supposedly lives in his own bunker and. Yeah. And you've seen, have you seen the meetings with him, by the way, having meetings with his like trusted advisors? He's like sitting at a 30 foot long table on one end and they're all smashed down on the other side. Like he's waiting for somebody to shank him. I'm sure he's feeling more like Julius Caesar every day. And by the way, the Ides of March are just around the corner. So wink, wink, if you know what that means. Uh, anyway, uh, we, we can hope, right? We can hope. Anyway, uh, let's uh, keep on trucking. Let's go to uh, you today. You today. Yeah. 
me, me today, you today, us today. Happy Monday. Uh, ancient Bitcoin wallet holding 407 Bitcoin comes to life. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, ancient. I like how the, the, the terms change and ancient becomes 2013. According to data provided by Whale Alert, a Bitcoin wallet containing 407 Bitcoin, that's $15.5 million at press time, has been activated for the first time since 2013. And so, this is what I'm saying. That uh, Hodlers Unite... When you uh, hold hold some coins and don't really look at them and then maybe come back, I don't know, 10 years later, um, maybe you're a millionaire. <laughs> so uh, the coins were initially worth $355,000, which means they have appreciated roughly 4,266%. Bitcoin is currently trading at roughly 38000 on major spot exchanges. Uh, it's possible that the wallet came out of dormancy after its owner finally managed to unlock it. One also shouldn't rule out that so, uh, someone has such a high level of conviction. Yeah, right. Over the past few months, uh, several similar Bitcoin wallets came to life after years of inactivity. As Addresses that date back all the way to 2011 typically attract the biggest amount of public interest since they could possibly be possibly linked to none other than Satoshi Nakamoto. Satoshi Nakamoto, right? Meanwhile, a dormant Ethereum wallet containing more than $5 million worth of ETH awoke in late February. So there you go. Uh, in, in case you guys bought some coins back in the day and uh, you're wondering if you're a millionaire, well, don't lose the keys to your wallet because <laughs> it becomes a very big problem, doesn't it? A very big problem. All right. So uh, if you want to be part of the show, what are your thoughts on this or all the rest? 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubleminds.org and uh, put you on the show. I see you guys out there. Yeah. If only the Ides would happen again. Indeed, right? Indeed. Uh, where we at time-wise? I think everything is perfect. My timing is like crisp, I tell you what, which means... We're going to take a quick break. This is Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange. I'm me. You're you. Together we're us. Don't go anywhere. More after a word from our sponsor, which is you. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. All right, let's keep on trucking. Let's go to inverse.com. And uh, this is this is hot. This will work. This will do for a Monday. What's up, uh, what's up, uh, Bernay Sauce? I see you there, buddy. We got this. Uh, study. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody, back in college, uh, I was taking a, you know, those, those generic, like, sort of um, uh, health classes that you, you know, all the garbage stuff they make you take back then. They're like, oh, well, you know, you want to you learn how to do this? Well, you can't do that till you learn all this other shit you don't want to know. Then we let you learn this other stuff. It's like a, you know, oh, it's like a racket. Anyway, uh, let's go study. Mopping with this household cleaner 
is like breathing car exhaust. So my point is, back in that health class in college way back in the day when I was a young man, uh, they were discussing exactly this. <laughs> uh, in March of 2020, uh, an alarming, uh, as alarming facts about COVID-19 piled onto an already anxiety-withered public, lab studies found that the virus lingers on surfaces. Bus seats, shopping carts, and door handles suddenly seemed ominous. By the summer, scientists had concluded the novel virus loses its ability to infect soon after it's expelled from the body. Inanimate objects pose little risk. But the world had already adapted to the cleaning craze. In a 2021 survey, people had increased their frequency of cleaning by about 70%, and the amount of cleaning product they used by 74%. Mm -hmm. Amid this sanitation fever, a study published last month in Scientific Advances serves as a reminder that cleaning products aren't innocuous. Mm -hmm. In fact, they can create indoor air pollution. And a lot, apparently. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, in the study, mopping with monoterpene-based cleaning products, which are ubiquitous in the U.S., created as many airborne particles in a closed-off room as one would take in standing in an urban downtown during rush hour. Yep. Quote, we found that the amount of particles that were produced during each mopping period was either equivalent or more than what you would be inhaling when you're standing on a busy road where thousands of vehicles pass by every day and have your huge buildings around. Elite author Colleen Rosales, an atmospheric and air pollution chemist at Indiana University, tells Inverse. Oh, so don't uh, don't be huffing your uh, your uh, cleaning products, please. Uh, don't do that. Fortunately, there are simple ways to protect yourself. And um, oh, are they saying to wear a mask? Don't tell me they're going to say wear a mask. <laughs> anyway, uh, in, in most environments, particle pollution happens in two stages. First, there is the initial release of particles through a combustion or the release of chemicals. Then there is the oxida- oxidization. Oxidize. Oxid. Oxidation, wow, of the volatile organic compounds, or VOCs, released. VOCs are a glass of compounds that quickly evaporate into the air and are easily inhaled. They occur naturally and are also emitted in many common household products, including paint, paint strippers, glue, varnishes, pesticides, cosmetics, deodorants, and cleaning solutions. After VOCs VOCs are distributed in the air, they come into contact with with an oxidant in the home, usually ozone, and are distributed again, usually more thickly than the first time. Uh, So they can irritate eyes, nose, throat, cause headaches, loss of coordination, nausea and damage the liver kidneys and central nervous system anyway don't do this don't uh don't just stop cleaning guys just stop it's not healthy for you and maybe wear a mask i don't know <laughs> i don't uh, if you want to read the rest go ahead it's just making me mad uh anyway uh because of course right my point my point with that is that we have the the fda the food and drug administration right they're supposed to keep uh, shit that's like killing us off the shelves and like everything on the shelves is killing us it's like more part of that upside down right which makes no damn sense uh 702-957-1037 click the discord link at troubledminds.org and uh let's see where are we let's go here Let's go to this. SciTech Daily. Uh, well, we've been talking about this quite a bit because these fast radio bursts are um, weird, interesting. Uh, they haven't really quantified exactly what these things are yet. There's been some speculation at the very beginning when they first detected these things. They found repeating ones. They thought maybe they were alien signals from another time, another place, etc. so on. Well, this is, uh, this is the closest one they've ever found. This is from March 6th. And, yep. 
Let's see. The first event, since the first event was detected 15 years ago, improvements in our instruments and dedicated arrays have led to many more detections. In another milestone, an international team of astronomers recently made high-precision measurements of a repeating FRB located in the spiral galaxy Messier 81, that would be M81, the closest FRB observed to date. The team's findings have helped resolve some questions about this mysterious phenomenon while raising others. The international team was made up of researchers from the Netherlands Institute for Radio Astronomy. Uh, there's a whole list of them. I'm not going to read all those. Uh, their findings were described in two papers published in parallel this week in the journals Nature and Nature Astronomy. The studies were led jointly by the team, uh, by the team, which is led jointly by Franz, wow, editor, please, a postdoctoral astronomer with the Chalmers University of Technology in Sweden and Astron, A-S-T-R-O-N, <laughs> not to be confused with Astron, uh, and Kenzie Nemo, a PhD student with the, with the Astron in the University of Amsterdam. As they describe in their papers, the team set out to make high-precision measurements of a repeating FRB discovered in January 2020 in the constellation Ursa Major, that would be the Big Dipper, to study, study the source with the highest possible resolution and sensitivity. The team combined measure, measurements from multiple instruments, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the, let's see. Quote, we wanted to look for clues to the burst's origins. Using many radio telescopes together, we knew we could pinpoint the source's location in the sky with extreme precision. That gives the opportunity to see what the local neighborhood of a fast radio burst looks like. Yep. All right. All right. So uh, magnetars is what they're saying. However, these latest findings suggest that they may be linked to magnetars that formed when a white dwarf became massive enough to collapse under its own weight. Massive enough. Something that has been predicted but has never been seen before. Team member Jason Hessels, a professor, a professor with the University of Amsterdam and Astron, explained, We expect magnetars to be shiny and new and definitely not surrounded by old stars. So if what we're looking at here is really is a magnetar, then it can't have been formed from a young star exploding. They're asked to be another way and so of course the plot thickens and uh they're still trying to figure out exactly what the hell's going on here but well what do you think you think it is aliens trying to contact us uh aliens speaking of aliens we're gonna do aliens tonight on troubled minds in a different way because well that's how we do it right just talking about aliens it's so boring it's just so boring anymore right uh but i uh, got some ideas as usual i got an idea for a show tonight and you'll see. And uh, we'll get there at 7 p.m. Pacific and do more qu- crazy, crazy, wacky stuff. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, all the rest of these things? Does anybody have a Bitcoin wallet you haven't touched since 2011? If you do, contact me because I'd like to know uh, how much is in there because – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's none of my damn business. Uh, that was a joke. That was a bad joke. Uh, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. We'll put you on the show. Easy as that. Let's go to this. BigThink.com. Oh, yeah. BigThink. Uh, this is uh, this is where things start to get weird, right? Big bacteria. Yep. Impossibly big bacteria. Rattle the field of microbiology. Uh-oh. What's up, Jay? Jay in New York. How you doing? Jay from Binghamton. Uh, check this out. A giant bacterium evolved differently than fundamental models of biology would have predicted. Simply put... These bacteria shouldn't exist. Hmm. Well, look at that. Look at that big old thing. Eee, gross. Yep. Okay. Anyway, let's see. Technically, the species of the big bacteria is named Thiomargarita magnifica. Yes, which could also be translated big sulfur pearl. But margarita is cooler, of course. A couple years ago, however, it did not have a name. 
Only a handful of scientists knew it existed, and they had no idea it was a bacterium. Oliver Gross, a marine biologist at the University of the French Antilles, noticed centimeter-long white strands attached to submerged mangrove leaves. At the time, he suspected it was fungi, but did not recognize the species. Only about 7% of fungi have been characterized, so Gross collected a sample and took it back to his lab. Gross's graduate student, Jean-Marie Voland, began analyzing the unusual organism, and things got weird uh-huh. according to the study check this out which is still in preprint and needs to be verified by peer review early experiments suggested the organism was a denizen of the bacteria domain but it was 50 times larger than the biggest bacterium ever discovered big enough to see without a microscope Isn't that sick? That's a little creepy. That is supposed to be impossible, or so it would seem, based on the diffusion constraint hypothesis, which posits that bacteria are size-limited due to the rate of nutrient diffusion. Uh And so, put into English, the diffusion constraint hypothesis essentially states, quote, If a cell wants to move something over a long distance, it has to do some work. How much work needs to be done? It depends on the size of the cell. Okay. And uh, there we go. Imagine putting a drop of black dye at the edge of a shot glass. Okay. Anyway, if you want to read more of this, how the bacteria break the rules, there's a whole bunch of this science, science graphs stuff. I'm not the guy to tell you because I'm not a scientist. You know how it goes. I'm just an a-hole on the internet with a microphone and that's what's going on 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 what's up uh, uh daryl i have karaoke at 7 p.m is that uh oh gotta go gotta go all right seven that would be now let's be eastern time would be right now leave my mic on a discord right, guys want to check that out uh daryl's gonna be uh down here in the discord singing karaoke and doing the things um so check that out and where are we at time wise right where we expected we should be let's go to the final story here and wrap this up we got the sun uh the sun love the sun the u.s sun uh, the other most trusted source of news because they're all tabloids anymore uh, we have a problem the headline here's the main reason nasa hasn't sent humans to mars yet and it may surprise you Let's think about this before we find their answer. Uh, Why do you think they haven't sent humans to Mars? Why do you think we haven't? Do you think it's NASA and they could have all this time and they're just holding out? What's your thought? I think that's the weird stuff. When I see these things, right, I don't like to spoil the well when I read these articles. I, I read the headline and I think about it for a sec. Okay, that's probably why I think. And then I read and then see if it, uh, matches up with what I guessed, right? Of why I surmised it would be this or that. Well, <laughs> many times I'm wrong because the world is ridiculous. Uh, therefore, let's see. It's, uh, it begs the question, why hasn't man stepped on Mars yet? Let's make this a little bigger so you don't have to see that nasty naked ass on the screen. Uh, because NASA is a government-funded agency. Many of its initiatives are determined and outlined by the executive branch. And since it was founded in 1958, the agency has, agency has worked with 12 presidential administrations, many of which clashed with one another when it came to space exploration goals. So, what's happened throughout all the space history of the Apollo program was to start, uh, start, stop, start, stop, cancel. President comes in like Bush comes in and uh, go, wants to go to the moon, back to Mars, 
next president comes in and cancels that, uh, Diamandis told Business Insider. The agency is unable to sustain consistent funding to do anything, he added. For example, President Bush in 2004 announced NASA's Constellation Program, which had two goals, send a crewed mission back to the moon in 2020 and land humans on Mars in the 2030s. <laughs> I see you like that. Well, it's still on the screen if you want to check the ass. Uh, however, when the Obama administration came along, the agency had to steer away from the Constellation Program to instead focus on Obama's Journey to Mars project, which aimed to send humans to the Red Planet by the early 2030s. Now, now, do you see what's going on here? It's never about, right, it's never about that situation where we're like, okay, well, let's just take what the last guy did and let's, you know, uh, tweak it. Uh, they cancel it entirely. And then they start their own version of it, which clearly never gets done because we have a, a maximum eight years in the administrative, uh, the the um, the not administrative, the executive branch with the president being two four year terms. And that's it. So temporary employees, right? Ah, the temporary employees of <laughs> the U.S. government. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. That's about what I figured with this. It's because there's no will to do it. Uh, all, politics is always a BS one way or the other, and they're always trying to like squeeze funding out to do this or that or anyway, whatever. Uh, that that's that was my. We, we've said this a long time. Uh, the reason why we can't have nice things is because we've got uh, political a holes with no political will to get things done. They, all they care about is um, the next election cycle and becoming reelected. And well, uh, I. I I don't. I think that they should stand down. <laughs> stand down. Give us some real people running this joint and not just a bunch of BS like you would expect it to be. So anyway, that's my thought on this and many other things. And uh, what's up, Gibby? Space Pirates? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why we haven't gotten to Mars yet. Space Pirates. I love it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, no political will. Remember, JFK said, we don't do these things because they're easy. We do them because they're hard. And he had the political will to make the shit happen. And people went to the moon, right? Well, if he he hadn't done that then well then what right then what so i don't know i don't know you tell me what's going on guys happy monday don't worry about monday like i said it's not the day it's the job and uh yeah Let's get the hell out of here. So as we finish this, you guys know the drill. You want to help the show. There's many ways you can do that. You can sub up right here on Twitch. We've got Patreon. We've got Rockfin. We got to um, listen to the podcast feed. Uh, if you listen to the podcast feed, it kicks a few cents my way. You can find that Spotify, iTunes, Android, uh, Podcast Addict, or what, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast, do that. You help the show that way. Spread the word the good old-fashioned way. That helps as well. And uh, that's what's up. So we got more Trouble Minds coming up in approximately three hours from now and uh we'll be talking about ufos aliens and some other things so if uh, you want to hang out and be part of that 7 p.m pacific time monday through thursday troubled minds radio and i'll be there if you'll be there do we have a deal i hope so we'll see you tonight thanks again for being part of this thanks for uh, being enthusiastic about the show thanks for just being you spending your time and energy here with us and uh trying to not make this uh just a big stupid batch of hate right we, we can we can talk about this stuff without hating and that's that that's that so uh as we finish i once again am your host michael strange this is troubled minds news and we'll see you tonight 7 p.m pacific Catch you then. Have a fantastic Monday, guys.
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.